What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle cough! Hey, hey, hey! Is it true that you did not take your own advice from the podcast last week and take the Niners first half line, uh, money line, first half, one half of football against the Rams? Is that true? Nope. You know what I did instead? I put $100 on a team that didn't have a quarterback. <laughs> Just because I saw, when do you ever look at an NFL line and see plus 800 for a team that's not terrible? I said, well, they got players too, and Taysom's Taysom. a little weird. Yeah. And then I, I knew it, guy. I had a I had a good feeling, and it played out exactly like I would in the first half. I, I did not predict the win, but I the first half, you I didn't feel good it. about that. I know. Uh, all right, I, lo- I bet on the Broncos. <sighs> You're welcome, my bookie. You win some, you lose some. Uh, podcast brought to you by Ease.com, promo code HAM. Or if you're, if you're a returning user and you still want that promo code, HAM10 gets you 10% off. Ease.com, promo code HAM, John. Yep, edibles, pre-rolls, vapes, topicals. We got, you got topicals. You got aches and pains, especially in the winter. You know, it's it's cold outside. You fall. See Joe Biden rolled his ankle uh, playing with his uh, German Shepherd. That's right. So you, you just, you never know, especially a guy that age. You put put a little topical right on that thing. <laughs> uh, I, everyone I know raves about the topicals. Obviously the edibles I'm a big fan of. E-A-Z-E dot com, promo code HAM or promo code HAM10. Uh, just got to be 21 or over. You get verified online in minutes. You browse a vast selection. What holiday's coming up? Do you know yet? Uh, Hanukkah. You, we, need a, we need a weed reference on Hanukkah. You can burn yeah. it for eight crazy <laughs> nights. Um, it'll last longer than eight crazy nights if you if you load up at ease.com, promo code HAM. Or you can every day, you know. You, they'll deliver in minutes, so you don't have to stock up like it's toilet paper. Uh, ease.com. E A Z E promo code ham twenty bucks off your first delivery with the with the code ham or uh, verify or uh, ham ten. What am I trying to say? Yeah, for a returning do it. user. Do it now. What a great gift! The holidays. What a gift! What a gift! And you don't you even know, have open to that give stocking. The, yeah, or you can just give the gift of the promo code. Just tell somebody about the promo code. That's a gift. That's being a good good friend, good citizen, good family. Hell yeah! Number. Hell yeah! 
Uh, podcast also brought to you by DraftKings. Download the app right now, guy. Promo code HAM. I uh, I put together a little, because we had the Thanksgiving game, which me and you kind of made a little run. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, I was like, you know, I'll just play in a $10 game because I looked at my account and had some winnings from last week. I'm like, you know, I'll play a $10 game. I had Derek Carr as my quarterback today. Mm. He uh, he didn't, it was not good. I, I, it was very, I had three Raiders, Jacobs, Waller, and Derek. I'm like, I'm going to ride this thing. They're playing the Falcons. I'm going to score a bunch of points. I'm going to win like $10,000. I don't hate that It was the complete logic. opposite. Out of 19,000 people, I think I was like 18,500. I mean, I was I was almost dead last, I, I, I and I probably deserved it. Download the app, promo code HAM when you do it. We're going to have a DraftKings game going. Uh, let's get one this week. Okay. A uh, little football game. So get on in our games. We'll, we'll tweet out the links and put it in our fleets and put it in our instas <laughs> and get, get it. Yeah, well, uh, I guess we'll, we'll do one Monday. Yeah. Right? I think I can pull, do one pull. before the Monday night game that's for the following Sunday. Yep. We'll have one out and about on on the uh, on the internet streets. So get on it, and uh, I I can't recommend it enough. I own DraftKings stock. I play DraftKings all the time. Uh, right now, I have one hundred fifty dollars in my account. Woohoo! Guy has about nine hundred. But uh, get in get in the game. <laughs> so I got I got plenty of games to play. You know the best part about daily fantasy, though. I feel, felt it today. Like I overreact to Derek, but I'm not stuck with Derek. <laughs> like I'm I'm throwing him away. And I'll go with another quarterback next week. It yeah. really is fantastic. You're right. like, that guy sucks. I'm going a different direction. It's better this year than ever, probably. Like Thursday, Thanksgiving, the Ravens game gets canceled. If you had one of those guys oh, in your yeah, lineup, exactly. you, know, you just flip flip in somebody else. For sure. I, you know who? The guy that was winning $10,000 last I checked had a pretty unreal team. He had Mahomes. He had Henry, who had like three touchdowns through at halftime. He had Tyreek. Of course, he had. Like, Tyreek. I mean, he had Tyreek multiple had guys. Two hundred and sixty-nine like, yards receiving. Yeah, I think he had like seventy-five fantasy points today in football. Seriously? That's outrageous. Yeah, I, I I looked. He had fifty-nine point nine, and it was in the third quarter. Henry had like forty-eight. I mean, it was just you had those two guys. You were just you were getting some money back your way. Wow. But the rest of his lineup had to be pretty good because I would guess Mahomes and Tyreek were on a lot of teams. Yeah, he, he had like Keenan. I mean, he just had a. They just had good teams. Whoever, uh, who were the oh the Saints? Saints, uh, Saints defense was a good pick. That was about a twenty pointer today. That's that's what happens, guy. I, Kevin Clark, great tweet. He's like the thought of watching a game without quarterbacks is actually a lot better than actually watching the game without it was, quarterbacks. It was such a great tweet. <laughs> it's it's dead on. It's like people, no one watches highlights of football from 1950. It's like, ah, oh, it's a shame we can't watch games that look like that anymore. Well, then like, they'll run the Wildcat. And then I'm looking at Twitter. It's like, Philip Lindsay is out for the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, they're screwed. Well, they had a fumble. Can, yeah, they had a fumbled snap. Can Royce throw? Is they're like, well, he can run the Wildcat. Well, can he throw or just, I guess he must be comfortable with running the Wildcat. Talk about Royce Freeman. Yeah, I guess they've done that before in Denver. Well, that's but like you said, cool. I mean, if he can't throw yeah. the football, what difference does it make? I'm no, just happy that the guy. We'll talk about it. I'm just happy the yeah. guy th- completed a pass. Hinton, yeah, three picks or two. I think it was two. two. They two. Had, they had three picks total between the group. Shanahan did it again. John McVeigh dominates the the NFC West. He dominates the Seahawks and the Cardinals. He does not dominate uh, Shanahan. Kyle has now won four in a row against him. Uh, you said. Last week, Kyle off a bye. Niners should have the lead at halftime. And I got to say, I thought once the Rams kind of took control that it was it was like, okay, the Niners owes a good three quarters. They can't maintain this. But 
They did. With Mullins. They did. Well, they had that little graphic of the guys that have won <clears throat> Defensive Player of the Year three times, and it was only two guys, J.J. Watt and Lawrence Taylor. Then they went to all the guys that have won it two times, and, and Aaron Donald was in the mix. And he then went on this stretch of like, yeah, he's going to win this award again, <laughs> right? It was like he was tossing McGlinchey, causing a fumble, running around everybody. It's like, I, I don't even know what Kyle's supposed to do, 99. And he's hitting his helmet. I'm like, this. whether you diehard Niner fan or not, you're just watching this going, this is the most dominant human I think I've ever seen. Like, what are you even supposed to do? And it's like, you can't call passes. They, they, they take the lead. I'm like, they're screwed. And then somehow... It was incredible. I know Mullen's ultimate numbers. You know, he got well over 250. Not well over 250, but it wasn't like 120 yards. Right. So he was through a decent amount of... Now, a lot of it is slant routes to Debo and him making plays. I think everyone that watched that game was would agree they won that game despite their quarterback, which against a really good team. I, I know they have... As someone tweeted at me, could you please use ownage's ownage? And they, they own the Rams. But still... Is that is that what Kuiper says or Crook? Ownage is ownage or something like that. I know ownage. The, I didn't know they added another <clears throat> ownage is ownage, but I like it. Ownage. Yeah. So it's just I grab some pie. Pretty me. incredible that you can beat. I, I I get they owned the Rams, but the Rams are a good team, and to beat them with your backup quarterback, even off a bye, even them off a short week, is really really impressive. Yeah. I mean, look, we've been talking about the Niners from a since the bye week, since they lost going into the bye week to the Saints, we've been talking about them from a now a draft pick kind of standpoint. I do because they I, lose today, the season's over. You know, yeah, and and I, you know, we'll get into the math of the playoffs. It's still going to be difficult, but now they got one more game. You win that game, you're six and six. I, I did watch the game thinking, you know, it's not going. Kyle's not getting his career record up to 500 this year. This year's not going to help him. But if he finds a way to win seven games with this team. I, I am going to just count it as another kind of feather in the cap of Kyle Shanahan's an elite NFL coach. Now, I do think one other thing it shows is now he's won four in a row. Back when his teams were bad at the beginning of the Kyle Shanahan era, he gave McVay a hard time. As long as Jared Goff is the quarterback of the Rams, the Niners are just always going to be, they're always going to have a shot to beat the Rams, no matter what they are. Clearly, Russ is a problem. That type of quarterback, Kyler Murray, is a problem. Jared Goff is not only not a problem, he's a vacation for Robert yeah. Sala's defense. I mean, they th this is th this is their ideal. And one thing we've seen with Mullins is he will do a thing or two in a game that will just get you beat. But he the I don't want to say the luck because the Niners, like you said, the Rams are a good team. The Niners made plays, but they're just they were not playing a quarterback this week that can that can make the plays. I'll say to beat them, but it's just golf is just not a guy that's making a bunch of plays to beat you. And so that's the kind of game where Mullins will have a chance. But even then, like he threw a couple balls that just now he made some plays too. Don't get me wrong. I, if you told me he had to throw the ball 35 times, I just wouldn't have said they're going to win that football game, especially I, I if they're not running the ball with any great success, which they were not. Yeah. I mean, they had some early runs, but as the game went on, I, I what I think happened, you'd have to go watch the tape. The Rams just went, what are we doing? <laughs> Put 15 guys in the box. If we stop the run, this guy cannot beat us, right? If we let these guys gash us, we're going to lose. If we can stop the run, this guy's going to throw us the ball. And he tried. At the end of the day, to me, Goff 
is like a starting pitcher who can have some really good moments. Like he he has many games in his career where he goes eight and strikes out ten. And you go, God, this guy's really good. He also is one of those guys, though, that has games where he's getting yanked in like the early in the second inning. Yeah. And I think sometimes with him, and we'll talk about Derek a little later, you kind of know early on, you're like, ugh, he does not have That's it. That's true. And, and unlike Derek, like you said, think about last year with Cousins, who a lot like Goff, the way my buddies in the league, you know, say it is they can't make plays off script. So if you can force them and get pressure, like if you're advanced scouting them, you're telling if we can get early pressure on this guy and force him to like, well, he's kind of got to move off his quote unquote, you know, the coaches love saying move him off the spot. Well, that just means like kind of shuffle a little bit to the right, not being able to go to the main, if it's like the slant route to Cooper Cup is where he's supposed to go. All of a sudden he's got to like, audible on the fly in his head he's fucked and his balls when he's off he has like Mullins level throws that's what's crazy about a guy that went number one overall he's the third highest paid player this year in the NFL he can probably have as ugly a throws remember Eli used to have these stretches yes Eli is way more accomplished than Jared Goff and better than Jared Goff right he's just physically stronger arm and we just he had things in the bag that I don't think Jared ever will but when Eli was off, it was just really ugly. And I think Goff is a lot like that. He's like the poor man's version of Eli, I, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of Because he can have, like, he was good Monday Night Football. He makes some really good throws. Now, he also he also turns the ball over a lot. Like, he throws a lot of picks for well, a guy that's he throws supposed a to be, quote-unquote, really accurate. A pickable ball, right? His inaccurate yeah. throws are pickable. Whereas, like, if you watch some of Cam Newton's inaccurate throws or Derek Carr's inaccurate throws, some of those balls are just... <laughs> Well, right, Cam's like hitting, the, hitting the a defender on the side of the helmet. He doesn't have time to look. Even Mahomes. You know, Ky- like these guys, I think Ky- Kyler does some of that too. Like hits a guy in the chest. You know, what did Jared, you say? Jared hits guys in the breadbasket. Uh, Khalil Hyder Jr. Uh, he was good. Well, guy's good. Richard Sherman, like Richard Sherman, led the team in tackles. Had a had a pick. Right, Debo yeah. Samuel. Like these, getting these guys back. Like I did watch them, just thinking. I don't think they're like if the whole team is healthy and Mullins is their quarterback. Are they a playoff team? I think that's too hard to do, but I mean, here they are. A game. Why well, is Ayuk on? Ayuk's on the COVID list, right? Ayuk. So he yep. comes. So he comes back. You have enough talent to probably be eight and eight, even if Mullen starts every game out, right? You do. That's missing Kittle and right. Bosa, right? They I, just Debo and Ayuk. That's just two high level wide receivers, right? And right. and to me, Mozart's a big difference too. Just his speed, how. Early in a game, he can get you probably three or four first downs. Even if you shut him down in the second half, he extends drives on certain early in the game that may lead to a touchdown or some field goals that when he's not there, lead to punts, right? That just, yeah. he, to me, he's a he's he's just their best running back. And you just have to respect him defensively. I just, to have... Even, even Wilson Jr.'s not bad. I no. mean, relative to what a couple weeks ago when he was out. I mean, they did... It's just the dramatic when they got today. those two guys playing. Lost to fumbled three times, lost two. I do think part of it, like we talk yeah. every time, you got, you got a ball security guy. <laughs> every time we talk seven about seven points of pressure, but so, but Jimmy Ward forced a couple fumbles, like they, you know, they, they were imperfect as well. Every time we talk about Kyle versus McVeigh, a lot of people get very worked up about either side, like whichever one we're complimenting, people get very upset on the other side of it. Like, one thing is clear Kyle's overall record is just not going to stack up with McVeigh's right now, but he clearly stacks up. I mean, I I don't I feel like I'm debating something that's not really a debate anymore, but I, I I mean that thing is over and done with. I'm not saying who will go down as the better coach, you know. We'll need years of, of information on that, 
but clearly he has every bit. The, I mean, he, I, I guess what I'm saying is I'll walk away from this season at this rate, feeling just as good about Kyle Shanahan as I did coming off of the Super Bowl. I've only, he's only repeatedly affirmed what I think of him as an elite NFL coach. Yeah, I mean, today was an impressive win. You know, just to find a way to win with Mullins, especially once they kind of take, it felt like they took control when Aaron Donald was taking over, you know, that stretch end of the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter. I, I just, I mean, in my head, I'm like, they're going to lose this game. Yeah, I was with you. And to find a way to win, and just it, clearly the, the defense was exceptional, right? I mean, you have a pick six from Javon Kinlaw. You have, just like you said, Richard Sherman, that pick. You have Jimmy Ward. When they get turnovers... Force. To me, part of it is like, and it shows you to beat a good team, like going into next week, to overcome Mullins, who's not going to throw touchdowns, you need to turn the ball over a lot. Yeah. I mean, that guy, they got a touchdown. Which they haven't. We've seen, we've watched them a lot going, they, all right, Niners have to have a takeaway if they're going to have a chance today, and they just haven't gotten it. Think how much better their secondary is when Richard's in there because then so just Mosley and Verrett can just be good players, yeah. like just normal, solid corners, right? Yeah. It, it's a game changer with him. And I think it was like, I had kind of thought in the back of my head, you know, he's older. How's he going to come back? Clearly, it, the injury was way worse than we thought. There was a setback. How's he going? I mean, he clearly pretty healthy. Looked like really he just healthy. looked like Richard Sherman. Yep. <laughs> you know, it went from you know I don't know how much he's going to get on the open market. Well, if he has five more of these games and they win eight games, like he'll be. It may not. Raise. He's not going to get a three-year contract, but you don't. Would someone give him one year, thirteen, fourteen yeah. million? I mean, I think he's making twelve. I think he's a top fifteen paid guy this year. So. If yeah. you're him, you're looking twelve for to fifteen two. million dollars is a one year deal, all guaranteed, something like that. Yeah, you, if you're him, you might be able to leverage two years. Yeah, maybe like yeah, two for twenty four with fifteen guaranteed yeah. or something. Right. You know, I yeah, I mean, the other thing he's going to have going for him is he's beloved, right, from his teammates or the coaches. His understanding of defense. If he can play these last five games healthy, he'll definitely get some money from people because he's just too well. Think how what people value the coaches in the NFL. Well, I think yeah. Well, exactly. Mike, you don't think the Vikings, Mike Zimmer? And what would what, you say about him? Like Richard Sherman, describe him. I'd be like one of the best players on the Niners. Yeah. What position does he play? Corner. I don't know. He tackles. He picks the ball off. He Lead, covers. Yeah, leader. <laughs> Team captain. What's his knock is really he's not that fast, but it really, in a weird way, he can play around it, right? Yeah. By the way, Jalen Ramsey jumping off sides at the end. How confident were you in Robbie Gold? <laughs> Can't let that, that was one so. I, I I laughed out loud when he jumped <laughs> off sides, and then he stops. I did not think Robbie Gold was going to hit that field goal. I, didn't, I did not either, no. But once he How jumped about, off sides. There, there was a moment when Hecker... Who is it, until you watch a Rams game, you don't realize how good he is. He's so Puts good, it perfectly, and the guy like grabs it and throws it to the side. Why like, is it what? always jumping into his own like, leg? What is going on? Why is punt cover always so hard? It must, I guess, because the ball is falling out of the sky. Well, you don't know it's, how it's uh, gonna what's it? An oblong spear long or whatever? You don't know how it's going to bounce. It's true. You, you're you're the gunner, so I would say the average gunner's forty time is probably four four four. So you're hauling ass. It, it it looks way easier when everyone on their couch is like, how did he not to down the ball at the two? The one that kills you know, me it, is when the ball's sitting straight and like three guys crowd. One guy always comes sliding in at the end. That one wasn't as bad, but you're right. When the punter does the bad body language, you know that you have screwed up yeah. when the punter is giving you bad body language. There was like three bad body languages on that. The punter, McVay, McVay. dropping his head. Everyone else were like, uh, 
the the uh, the, the the gunner always like uh, kind of looks around and just jogs the sideline really quick. You know, hopefully you're about to get yelled and at. And the punter probably thinks, just let it, just let it hit. It's gonna drop. It's gonna bounce back on its own. Just let it be. I put backspin on it. I know what I'm doing. You know, it'd be like if every time you hit a wedge, some you it was uh, from like 75 yards. Your playing partner got to run up and try and tap it into the hole for a good player, right? Good players just spin it back. It's just, I don't know, it's probably really hard. Yeah, it's got to be difficult. Arizona lost on Sunday. Obviously, the Rams lost because they played head-to-head. Arizona and the Rams play each other next week, which might be the day before the Niners play in Arizona, a home game against the Buffalo Bills. So there's two parts to this, right? The playoff picture, as difficult as the math looks, they win against the Bills. They're a 500 team. The other part of this is they're homeless. Santa Clara kicked them out. At least three weeks, they're going to have to be away from home. Practice and games, uh, which is pretty crazy for them to try and balance that and just trying desperately against all odds to make a playoff run. Yeah, I think if if you just look at the Bills game like their Super Bowl, you win that, you do get two NFC East teams. And actually, the two teams you'd play, we just saw on Thursday night football, or not Thursday, but Thanksgiving Day football. That's right. The Cowboys really do stink. I mean, they are not very good. They, they just Feels like are they're not worse, good. Right? Like Washington's bad, but they're not getting worse. Dallas is. Yeah, getting they, worse. I, yeah. I mean, you watch Washington; the final score does not reflect like they're not that good, right? I mean, they we'll get we'll get in. I, I wrote this down when we were talking about Heckard and punting. We got to talk about the fake punt they ran, but it's just I I, I view both those two teams as just really shitty. And the Niners could just win those games. Now, anytime Nick Mullins, your quarterback, it's hard for me to envision you beating the Bills, let alone just, re- I don't just go look at your schedule and go, win-win. Like You don't do that. You live day-to-day, game-to-game with Nick Mullins. And really a lot is on, clearly, right, your defense for Nick Mullins to win. So for them to go on a playoff run, but they still play Arizona, they still play Seattle. And as you saw today, like, Arizona just... They're just one of those teams that you can't... They're a little like the Raiders in the sense of everyone I heard talk about them was like, oh, they're going to beat the Patriots. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, of course, they're just playing well. They're going to beat the Patriots. But it's also like, are they just... Cliff Kingsbury just going to go in there and beat Belichick? No, of course not, and they didn't. So all of a sudden, you are just got one less loss in them, and you still play them again. So technically, the Niners do have still a lot to play for, but the news, like, it, it got very, very Can I just say something with, on that real quick? Just on them, yeah. like, because we did a video a while ago before the bye week about how the math, it's like, it's it's just not in their favor. Um, part of, I try not to to reach too many conclusions when the Niners play the Rams specifically because they're going to play Josh Allen, they're going to play Kyler, they're going to play Russ. They play golf differently. Golf, they, it's just a better matchup for them. For most, for everybody. I mean, it's not like, their wouldn't, wouldn't you agree Alex Smith and Andy Dalton are going to be really good matchups for them? Absolutely, but winning those two games is not enough for them to make the playoffs. They got to beat no. the Bills. They got to be, you know, they got to win all these other games. So I still think, as good as they looked, uh, I look the Bills' ceiling is just high. Now I do think the Bills' floor can be kind of low, but their ceiling is really high. Arizona, yeah. Arizona is like a less variance version. I feel like of the Bills, even though they beat them, not as high a ceiling, maybe not as low a floor. I don't know, maybe the same. But anyway, I just want to make that point before we even get to this other complication for them is I still think it's it beat the my somebody tweeted at me about the playoffs. And I was like, beat the Bills and then we can talk like beat Josh yeah. Allen. And then let's I, I, I agree. I, I do not view them as a team that can go on a run because of Nick Mullins. And that means like, I don't think they can beat the Bills. 
Now, do I think they could in a time if they force three or four turnovers? Yeah, but that's that's already what we're talking. Like they can't just play a normal game and win. Right. Exactly. And if you lose the Bills, all of a sudden you're five and seven. I can't just chalk you up back to back wins against the Washington football team and the Cowboys with Nick Mullins as your quarterback. Now you could win those two games and get to seven and seven, but it's still really difficult. And right? just, that's where yeah, we're at. Exactly. You know, all because right. anytime Nick Mullins is your quarterback, you kind of live game to game. Now we got to factor in Santa Clara County kicking them out of this of the county even though i would imagine in the state of california that the nfl teams but let's just i i just know the most about the niners obviously the the chargers and the la rams have to follow the same thing there is not a safer business environment than those given that every single person walks in they get tested the amount of protocols within the building clearly the nfl has shown popping all these people with these fines they can get like they can uh, ask like a like a lawyer for your cameras and your film. Like they found Drew Locke with his mask off. Like they are not fucking around. There is too much on the line. And I think you hear Kyle's comments after the game. There is, not, and I think this goes for most of the business community. Like the ones that I like, my gym, the Bay Club, who was forced to shut down. The protocols they've taken are above and beyond the money they're spending. The way that they force you to mask, and if it even comes your nose, someone's yelling at you. Like it's it's impressive, and honestly, it kind of pisses me off the the treatment of these people like yo-yos. And I think for the first time, football had kind of been exempt of all this stuff, right? In all these cities, yeah, no matter found, what they happened, they found uh, ways to make exceptions, with the exception of like Berkeley and Cal football. Yeah, and so again, like in California, but even they had made kinda, exceptions for Cal. Sorry, keep going. But at first they didn't. At first, right? yeah, it feels yeah. like they have now, right? And the Niners got caught in this wave of just, I, I mean, I, I think it's pretty embarrassing, but it, it is what it is. Like th- these, this is what the California politicians are doing constantly. When I watch football all week, weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it is kind of crazy knowing the Niners can't practice at home. And I'm sitting there last night, like, or yesterday flipping around. Like, it looked like Clemson was full, right? There are fans in the Bucks game. Roy McElroy is sitting at the Bucks game watching the Bucks game. And the Niners aren't even going to, they're, they're, as we're recording this, it looks like they're going to probably have to practice at the Raiders facility, which is so stupid. It's right up the road uh, and play these games in Arizona for a team that, like, and again, all these teams are following the protocols. Well, definitely some of these teams clearly aren't, but the Niners. But I would say, I would I, guess uh, most Broncos do because exactly. I know they do because they played a game, right? For sure. Like the guys that don't are the exception. So it's just this game, like we're going to be talking about this game all week, Monday Night Football. It's going to be a road game, and more than likely they're going to have to, the way Kyle's, we don't have all the information as of recording this, but like they're going to have to just bubble up. Like they're, they don't get to drive to the Raiders facility in the morning and then to go home. Like right. they're not going to be doing that. Like it's Moster, going to be I very, very complicated. Just some of the reading I was doing on Twitter, Mostert was pretty emotional. He has a newborn, like he's going to, you know, he, I guess That'd he got emotional just talking about the whole thing. And Kyle, it sounded like part of what he was pissed off about was that they just didn't, that the level of communication they got was not very good. In a, like, he's pissed about the fact that this is how it's going to be. But also, it sounded like, did you hear that right? Yeah. Is that is that you were playing he, some he, of the audio? He, he, yeah, he, he thought that finding out, because clearly this is direct, there is no high school football going on. It doesn't affect that. The, the Even the San Jose State, these ga- these games are getting canceled left and right. Right, I mean, San Jose State literally just got canceled against the Niners. They could just drive down Boise. the road. Yeah, but the it Niner wasn't. Thing, but it wasn't San Jose's fault. 
No, it wasn't. Oh, it was Fresno's. Fresno and then Boise back to back games have been canceled because of their opponent. They've been super like they have not had they've handled it really well. San Jose. So Stanford, San Jose State, and obviously the 49ers are the it's only impacts those three teams of all the businesses in the area. Think about that. Because you it's so public, you wouldn't know like a 14 day quarantine. If me and you had a guest, let's say we we had a studio in San Jose and we had uh, Joe Rogan coming on the podcast. How would anyone know? No one would. But it's clear, like the Arizona Cardinals or the Buffalo Bills can't just fly in and play. It's fucking obvious. It's a public job. And it's so public where it basically felt like this rule was written for the 49ers, which is insane when they are by far in the state of California, probably the safest business in the state. Well, you know? Yeah, and, and I would, but I would even add, like, we have the data. San Jose State's been doing this as a football program. They've been really – I don't think they've had any issues. Stanford had an issue, but it turned out to not be an issue. I mean, it's not to say they haven't had any contact tracing, but Stanford has not had a game canceled because of them. San Jose State has not had a game canceled because of them. Just thinking, yeah, they have not. In other words, like, those teams, the Niners have not – the Niners had the Thursday night situation, and it turned out to be a super isolated – right? Like, remember, when it happened with them, it was like four guys, and no one else really got added afterwards. Like like the Ravens situation where they didn't play and then it turned out it was kind of a good thing they didn't well, play. And, and, then, of- and then and then remember it was false positives on a couple. And of then those it was guys. false. Yeah. So yeah. like those three teams have have been really good about it. Now San Jose State had to leave before the season to go to Humboldt State for two weeks. Came back, yeah. handled their business, and they don't have the financial wherewithal that an NFL team has to protect itself. Like why didn't the Niners have to do that? Thinking back. Remember there was some thought that they might have to. Maybe the I don't remember exactly. Maybe what they the were exempt, was. but it wasn't that during training camp. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't remember how that played out differently for them. I don't either. Not that I mean it just. But again, even back to that, that it felt like the Niners were exempt. When someone texted me yesterday, like, "Bro, this is gonna be bad." I my initial thought is, "No, oh, they'll be fine." Right? right? It's not. And then clearly, that is not the case. And the reality is no matter how inept and, and radical you think this is, like, the facts are the facts. Like, I saw Jed just tweeted, like, one day at a time, basically. Like, congrats on the win. We'll just take it one day at a time. This is the cards they're dealt. And it's just, to me, it's one thing, as you saw with the Broncos today, they created that, right? And, and the Ravens just got fine. Clearly, they played a role in that. This is out of, and it's why I've, I felt no sympathy even for the Broncos. I, I didn't, the Ravens deal, like, you know, if you guys are breaking the protocols back when the Raiders got popped, it's like, guys, you can't go to a fucking, uh, whatever that thing for Darren Waller. Like, you guys are morons. Like, if the Niners had done something to cause this, it's like, you know, they had a practice. They can't be trusted. It's bullshit. And I'd be like, well, it's on them. This is, I understand why Kyle's going to be really mad. And I, I also think it kind of just symbolizes what's going on with California, the treatment of just businesses. Now, no one's going to feel sorry for them economically, right? Because they have money like they would necessarily about a restaurant or whatever getting closed down. But if you're just a Niner fan, like your team, it's going to be very, very well, difficult. And I'll say this given too, the like, circumstances. I know like no one's going to feel bad for them economically, but if you're Jed York, you're going to be like, we're doing everything right here. It's going to cost me how much money to go basically bubble up in Oakland, and then I'm going to go to Arizona. I know. Got to get extra charter flights. University of New Mexico is spending $70,000 a week to use Las Vegas as its home because they can't be in Albuquerque. So I can only imagine NFL teams stay in nicer hotels, 
right? Players Association will require it. You're right. The planes, the food equipment, is more. Just yeah. Just I more. mean, it's just the you could probably you could probably go educated guests. 180, 200 a night or something. Yeah. I mean, it's probably high. A, a week or a <laughs> night? You said you said 70 a week or 70,000 70, a week is what New Me- University of New Mexico is spending. Yeah, I'd say probably 250 a, a week. Feels like it'd be pretty high. Yeah. When you, especially if you factor in extra charter flights, they wouldn't have to charter this week. They just play at home, right? Right. That, what's a charter flight for football? I remember Fresno State, it being 25,000. Like, that's really expensive. So bo- both ways, you're talking 50 grand. It's just... Bing, bing, boom. Do they have to rent it out from Arizona? I mean, it's just, this is the real world. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, even if they don't rent it. Free. Well, I guess I guess the stadium costs, in theory, could be the same. But, yeah, right. I would imagine you got to pay for the venue that day. It's just basic business, right? I mean, you just... You would think. I wonder if the NFL would... Maybe. Maybe the NFL helps them or whatever. But still, like, it's... I see. I don't know. Maybe, no, maybe they I, split the cost or whatever. It's a. It's. A, I, I, I do think someone, whether it's the whether it's the Niners or the league, the Arizona Stadium's getting paid for the use that day, right? Yes, it's not a voluntary uh, donation. <laughs> no, it's not. And how it shouldn't it works. be. I mean, it's not. But it's just. It, it, it's a shitty deal. Clearly, Kyle's pretty mad. To me, they got not lucky, but because they won this game fair and square. I would say it could get really weird if they had been four and seven. And let's say they had lost this game by like 20. Like these guys are going to quarantine. Yeah. 99% of these guys don't live in California in the offseason. They got to be fucking pissed because I would be. The coaches are clearly what mad. Any, do you pay taxes on your home games like baseball players do? Yeah. So you might yeah. save so you, some money in the end? Uh, yeah. The Arizona income tax has doubled with the vote. But I don't think that goes into... Kicks in in t- 2020. Um, went from three to six. So what you were alluding to, it went from three to six. That's still a, a deal compared to California for those guys. Oh, yeah. Um, but what you were alluding to was like, maybe they can, could they could they rally around this? Just kind of a, we're getting fucked, but we're going to treat it as an opportunity? Maybe. You're right. I mean, if they had just lost, you wouldn't get opt-outs, but you would just start, it could just get weird for them. Yeah, um, I would take the Bills by twenty this week if they had just lost and they had to quarantine or not quarantine but bubble up in the Raiders facility. I, I back to what we originally talked about though. You can rally all you want when Mullins is your quarterback. Now I, I don't know if Mullins is going to be a lock to be the starting quarterback next week, just because like I, I, could you just throw CJC if he gives you a better look? He yeah. could come in before and showed you more. But if Mullins is your starting quarterback. You can rally all you want, and your defense can play as well as they did today. It's still it shows you how hard it was just to win today, guy. It's yeah. just it's an uphill battle, no matter how tightly knit they are. Which it does feel these guys are pretty tight. The whole thing is like, I mean, we haven't mentioned this guy yet, but God, McGlinchey is just not good. I mean, he's just he's the, one of their bigger liabilities right now on their team. Like Mullins is Mullins. Like he just is an undrafted free agent backup. He's not. This supposed guy was to be the ninth there. pick in the draft. Yeah who is just getting worse by the week. And I get it. He's like, oh, Twitter just takes one. I'm like, no, bro. We, It's consistently coming from your side, you know? And that's, to me, it's hard to go on a run when you have a tackle who's a major problem and a backup quarterback in. It it, it would be, if Kyle can get to nine and seven, I would say even assuming eight Jimmy eight. does not come back, it, it would be one of the all-time great. Well, eight and eight would be, is really impressive. But nine and seven think, would be like, holy shit. Will we end up in a position where all of a sudden Jimmy is playing a game that feels like maybe in the end it won't matter, but like where there's some lead of like Garoppolo, if they can get a win and somebody else loses, and then next week they do this? 
We could I text a couple people spot. like when when was the date that he I hadn't really been following it that closely. Just in, it has kind of a it's been irrelevant. It felt like the last couple of weeks, and they said Dallas was kind of the game, give or take. So if you could somehow win this week, which I if you had to guess, like what is the line this week? I mean, not, not uh, Bills minus four or something. No, see, I, I would go bigger. I'd go five and a half, six. So you're going to be a big underdog against these guys. Uh, like but I if said, you do I, win. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. Because they, they get after they get after Alex Smith. I'll get their back. Yeah, that's true. I actually, I don't. You can't. Uh, I don't know if I want Alex. To yeah. Play well, yeah, it's weird. It's weird to say um, that. Yeah. I, I'll get their back too on this. The idea of the rally, like it's real. But I do think we've seen this year, like the adversity that teams have faced has been real. Like it, it does affect your team. It's hard to just overcome. No one, quote unquote, believes in you. Let's rally. Like that's one thing. But these are physical challenges, right? Emotional challenges. These moving your offices, not having a natural flow to your home games in terms of just your preparation, being in different hotel rooms, traveling to play a road game that's really a home game. All these things are really real circumstances that are pretty difficult to overcome, even if you've got the right attitude, even if you've got the right players. Because I think that's one thing this season has shown, right? I, I My takeaway from this year, and if someone's got a lot of shit going on, Expect that it's going to have a negative effect on them just because there's so I think you've been so mentally taxed. Go ahead. Well, I, I find it happening with myself all the time for things that aren't happening to me. They're happening to other people that I sometimes like I, I can't let it, the negativity and my anger towards stuff like this that I have no control over impact my daily life and what I have to do just production wise, whatever I have going on that day because it is easy, let alone I'm lucky. I, you know, we do stuff that you can do. We were working from home before working from home became a thing. But I, I, I know so many people that work in these jobs that are getting treated like yo-yos and get to you. And I think the Niners, if you were a player, you start thinking you're being treated like a fucking yo-yo. And then you're, you know, you're, it's just ridiculous, right? It just, yeah. it, it but, would be a way that it'd be hard to focus. And, and, and I think part of the focus issue is just you get no routine like all the basic things that you try to just have be your baseline for why being at home is beneficial you don't have that stuff the one thing where football more than any other sport is they preach it and they preach it and they preach it like no matter what comes at us we just fucking pivot right, right. we just find a way will there's a way like the navy seals adapt and overcome no, like we just got to figure it out sure. it's just part of it's part of the sport in football for sure especially because like during the week in baseball, it's like, well, you play the next day, you play the next day. Even in basketball, you play a lot. In football, it's like, well, this next week, we're just prepping for Sunday or Monday. It just, it is, it's kind of, un- it's just very unique sport yeah. because you practice so much. And so even if you do have to go to the Raiders facility, which I can't even imagine what that place looks like. <laughs> is just Win Baby still up, you think? I, I would imagine. They got to get I it cleaned. Would, I mean, it's. You got to get it. Yeah, it's just. Now, remember the league. But they took the signs with them. The the league, you're going virtual Monday, Tuesday, no matter what, in the NFL all week. Yeah, but now you're like doing every virtual team. from a hotel? Well, I'm just saying Monday, Tuesday, then maybe you say we all meet Wednesday morning at wherever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, we're going to find out. McClyman's high? 24 hours. Get free bacon for life, John, at butcherbox.com slash ham. Free bacon for life when you sign up right now, butcherbox.com slash ham.
Guy, all meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Each box, listen to this. Listen and listen well. Nine to 11 pounds each box of meat, enough for 24 individual meals. Again, we're giving you free bacon for life. Every box comes with nine to 11 pounds of meat. You can customize your own box. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done it. I've done it. It's fantastic. They sent us a bunch of food. I, I cannot recommend this product enough. All the meat was fantastic. The steaks, the chicken, the ribs, the bacon. I, the bacon was awesome. I'm on a four-day I'm not just saying that because they're giving you free bacon, but I, I made several breakfasts for breakfast, lunch, and dinner guy off that bacon. I'm not going to lie, John. I'm on a four-day bacon streak right now. I like I've it. had bacon four straight days. Uh, but you don't have, you know, you got, you can get a little, which you can too if you get the unlimited bacon. But it's, uh, like John said, you got options, right? And I've got more steaks that are still in the freezer. The 100% grass fed and finished beef, free range orange, uh, organic chicken, not orange chicken. You can oh. make orange chicken out of it. Oh, Heritage yeah, pork, wild caught Alaskan salmon, sugar and nitrate free bacon. Free bacon in every box for the life of your subscription. It's bacon for life. Yep. I, we can't recommend it enough. Butcherbox.com slash ham. Free bacon for, for life. God. Free bacon for life. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Butcherbox.com slash ham. The Raiders, in a game they had to win, going to Atlanta, a game that we warned you'd have to play well and not just lose, John, get completely, I mean, and just demolished in a demoralizing fashion. And it's a total replay what happened to them last year against the Jets. In fact, you could argue it was a little bit worse because you, in theory, were better than you were last year. We thought. You had a great tweet. It's just, this is why there's no moral victories in the NFL, right? You you didn't beat the Chiefs, and you don't get to pretend that you did. I don't know if they did or didn't, but they got their butts kicked on Sunday. Well, didn't it feel like watching the Chiefs play the Bucs and obviously watching the Raider game, one team approached that game like they had lost last week even though they won yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champs. The other team was getting, and in fairness, so many people in the media, their players, it just felt like they had won because it was probably one of the top five games they've played in the Derek Carr era, win or lose, right? Win or lose. And they've had a decent amount of wins in his era, but they had a playoff year. But I'd say even in the loss, it was like everyone felt good. They approached that like they had won, but they had actually lost. And we had said there's no margin for victory once you play a bad Falcons team. In fairness to Gruden, I don't think he was good today, but during the week, I think he realized it's going to be hard to get these guys back up. Said they were the best 3-7 and seven team he'd ever seen. In fairness, they do have some really good players. They have a quarterback who's won the MVP. They got Calvin Ridley. They got two good linebackers. Keanu Neal just crushes people. I love that name, Keanu. I thought it was just Great a cap, name. but it's a human name. That guy's been hitting people hard since Florida. Raheem Morris has given clearly the team some life. I do think he was just saying, we can't, this is not the Jags or the Jets. They can beat you, right? And I, and I think the Raiders knew that. Part of it was just Carr was off. I mean, I, I last week, guy, up until the final, that pick that didn't matter at the end of the game, we had said after the game, I don't think he missed a wide receiver's hands. Completion or drop. I thought today he was throwing the ball, besides, I mean, a couple, but he was a shell of what he was last week in terms of his accuracy. Balls behind, balls over. He just never never looked comfortable. Again, back to the to the analogy of the pitcher, 
it was one of those and like the second inning right. the manager would have started looking at the the bullpen coach and be like I think we should get uh Billy Williams up. He ain't right? got it today. <laughs> yeah, he ain't got it at all. If you had told me I, now I would say about early in the game, I knew they were in some trouble. I, I never in a million years probably by like late second, early third quarter thought the final score of the game was gonna be basically fifty to nothing well, when it became forty three to six. Yeah, well I right? thought yeah, they 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 throw the pick they they get the pick six, right? And it's like, oh, this is bad. And then they just fly down the field, like boom, 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 boom. All of a sudden they're in the red zone. You're like, oh. And that's when I tweeted, don't forget, it's the Falcons. I looked at the clock, there's over nine minutes left in the third quarter, right? Like, oh, hold on a second. This I know how this game goes. And I know the final box score is not gonna look great, but Derek's gonna they're gonna score a touchdown here. And was that when the score was like sixteen to three, and you're like they score here, they're just a, down a score. Well, I think it was uh, twenty three to three, so it wasn't like they. It was going to take some work to come back. True, but they score a touchdown. It's twenty three to ten. You feel pretty and good. I, yeah, that, and you're right. You're and right. You still have like oh yeah, because he threw a pick six. It was sixteen to three. Threw a pick six. Exactly yeah, right. But I thought they score the touchdown, and again, it's the Falcons. I've seen them blow twenty seven point leads, or and this I'm, isn't I'm even that you. right. Or yeah, no, it wasn't. So it was a 20-point lead. So fine. But Part of it is like, it's not like the Falcons look that great. Well, right? I mean. no. If you had told me before the game, not uh, Raiders lose today, I'd be like, yeah, I bet that uh, that it's just a shootout, right? And the Raiders defense just lets them down. They can't stop Matt Ryan. That's why I took three Raiders. I took Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller, and Derek Carr in my DraftKings. I wouldn't have thought it would be because the Raiders scored six points. So, yeah. but then they kick the, they don't score a touchdown. They kick the field goal and you're like, uh, this is a problem because then it's 23 well, to I, six. You don't have any momentum. And then they march down the field and score a touchdown. And that's when it was. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders got no chance to be in any game against any team when they're scoring six points, just because of the construct of their team. Right. Even if they're playing a bad team, they're going to lose a game 20 to six. It might not be 43 to six. If you're not playing Ridley, and Matt Ryan, but it's going to be, even if you're playing the Jets, you lose this game 17-6. to six. If, if I just tell you, they're only scoring six points. They're losing to every team. Like, I can tell you some good teams, like, uh, for example, the Packers. Yeah, they have a bad example, but like the Chiefs or the Steelers. Like, hey, it's a 9-6 game in the fourth quarter or something. Like, the Raiders are not going to play in that game against anybody. To me, though, it just... There was this sense of arrive, like they've arrived. And I it was hard not to think that. You watch them against the Chiefs, and then you go today, and like they're not in the playoffs right now when you look at the standings, right? Because Miami wins, the Browns win, even Indy and the Tennessee with Indy losing, they're still above them. Right. And you just start realizing their margin for error in all these games moving forward, probably beside, I think they play the Jets this week, beside that game. If their offense is off, they can lose. And and they by no means are just some well-oiled machine. Why? They've made the playoffs once in basically two decades. Like, they don't have, like, we can fall back on this. We can fall back on that. No, because we saw it last year when they were 6-4. and four. Do you know the irony? The Jets were 7-3. and three. Now, it was different a little bit, but they were, the, or excuse me, 3-7. and seven, The exact same records of the two teams. And it was same type deal. It was like, you know, it's Gase and Darnold. And they beat the shit out of them. I actually thought that was more of like just beating the shit out of right. even I, more than today because today like fumbles and it picks was it, it was just a little different. Yeah. Uh, but it's just this today to lose forty three to six. 
after you just take the Chiefs and you just go 12 rounds with them and basically lose by a decision, but it was, you know, they put the arm up, but you feel pretty good standing there next to the referee. That, that, it just, I don't think like it could Roy have Jones got much worse today. Or Mike Tyson? Yeah. I, I don't, I still don't know which. Well, guy, I turned it off. They got a draw and I put $100 oh, on Roy Jones and I got my money back. I was holding their wrists forever. I'm like, I, I can't wait any longer for you to raise somebody's arm. What is happening? Yeah, it was a, it was a draw. It was a draw. Uh, well, setting up the rematch, John. Genius. Uh, uh, somebody on Twitter tweeted at me at datadriven12. Please no more talk of the Raiders as some lock playoff team while you guys shit on or brush aside Cleveland who are just as well coached and talented. I don't think Cleveland's ceiling but is... Cle- Cle- but Cleveland's going to the playoffs now. We've already talked about that. Well, yeah, that's the, that's like, the just, point. It's like they're 8-3. Yeah. Like, now you're... It's, you're well, they, got, they got a spot. The Raiders got a spot. Or Cleveland's got a spot. Yeah, because now you're Does, India, does India have a spot? Well, they do. I mean, but we'll see. Because Baltimore... Like, if Baltimore play... You know, like, Indy's, quote-unquote, a half game ahead of Baltimore. Because Baltimore has played a fewer one fewer game. So they play Tuesday, but the one the one thing I'll give Indy not a pass because they were at home and they got Buckner, their best player, out. I think Jonathan Taylor was out. Like they they were just missing guys. I I have a hard time to think that the Raiders are better than Indy. Now Derek can be a lot better than Rivers, but just the Indy operation is a little more buttoned up. I part of what makes it bad is that you just did this last year. Like you just had this happen last year. Yeah. You just well, Jimmy did Durkin. Jimmy Durkin tweeted like this is ha- you couldn't even make the shit up. Like this is exactly the same spot, same records, same environment in terms of laying a dud. But to me, where it's worse is the team that they just played Sunday night. Did you see the ratings last week? Were like twenty million highest rated Sunday night. It was just and it was awesome. I mean, it was just a fun game. They it felt like they had kind of arrived. Like okay, this offense is elite. I did not think they were locked to win today by any means, just because it's just the NFL, the Raiders. But I did I, never in a million years would I have expected like, like you said, shootout. Maybe they end up losing by ten, but it's like thirty to twenty-two, or just a weird score. Not forty-three to six. Forty-three to six. Like the Chargers day lost a weird game where they shit down their leg at the end of the game. They lost by ten, but it was like. They were throwing haymakers well, yeah, back and forth. And they're going to fire their coach at the end of the year. So, like, yeah. To me, pretty bad. Like, at the end of the day, it's on your coach and your quarterback. Like, they just had shit days. You know? And and to me, it felt a little more on Derek. Like, he was just bad. And the Raiders can't. Well, three fumbles. Like, they can compete with anyone when, when he's on. Especially, like, last week. Because him on is... Like, an elite player. That's the tough... When he's off, he was really off, guy. Yeah. And I, I know the Browns have had some great games. I think the Raiders' ceiling is much higher than the Browns' ceiling because of him. Because I think physically he can just do things that Baker can't. Well, he's a lot more talented, for sure. But you can't look up this year and have the Browns make the playoffs, and you don't. Not to make this – I guess I'm making it about them versus the Browns, not anyone else. But it's just they're a team I compare them to because they're kind of in the same stratosphere, you think. And they're, are they passing you in the AFC? Well, they're, well, guy, they're they're eight and three. Yeah, they're eight and three. You can't fake eight and three. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, if you had to guess as we sit here right now, do you envision the Raiders in the playoffs? Because I have a hard time after today. I got a hard time with it. Now, that said, they <laughs> they play the Jets play the this Jets. week. Play the Jets. Then they play Indy. Then they play... Okay, so, so you're 7-5. So you're se- so you're seven and five. Right. I'll, I'll give you the Jets. As crazy as it sounds, I'm giving you a win. And you deserve it. I mean, the Jets suck. It's probably a 10-point line. That Indy game is fucking huge. Well, it's going to be this all over again. Actually, it's going to be bigger because Indy's going to care way more than the team you played on Sunday. 
Now, you maybe you, you have the schedule up in court, front of you right now? What's that? Do you have the schedule up in front of you right now? The Raiders' schedule? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Click on India. Who do who do they play this week? My mouse week? just disconnected from my computer, so I uh, okay. can't do anything all of a sudden. Well, to me, it's like the Indy game, assuming Indy wins, yes, whoever they play this week is even bigger. Right? If they have a game where you just go, oh, that's a win. Like, do they play the Jags this week? Uh, they play at the Texans. So that's a, that's a little harder game than I think we thought. But if we just... The game's big no matter what. If Indy wins that game, that game is fucking huge. Because then all of a sudden, you could beat the Jets, lose to Indy. All of a sudden, you're just hanging on by a thread, and you got the Dolphins, but it might not even matter. Because the Dolphins, and you could just be the teams out. Yeah. Now, we'll have to see what the Ravens do. I guess the Ravens are kind of this wild card right now. And they, they If they lose to Pittsburgh... Does it feel like they're going to play on Tuesday at this point? I mean, like Schefter said, no game's been canceled yet, so... Yeah, I think they want to play that game desperately. <laughs> I mean, they made Denver play without a quarterback today. Yeah. Like, out of quarterback. Which, which I mean, by the just... way, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Feels like the uh, just the general football atmosphere, ecosystem, is starting to talk about the Chargers. Like, it's a foregone conclusion. They'll have a new coach next year. Uh, and we've talked many times about what an attractive job it is. You've been on this for a few weeks now. You think they should try to hire Urban Meyer, John? Is he at the top of your list? Uh, if so, I am fully right there with you. Yeah, I mean, I just, when you look around the landscape, you go, they are the team. They are a guy. They are three and eight. Yet they have a star young quarterback. They have a wide receiver who is just a stud in Keenan Allen. They, Austin Eckler is a good player. Joey Bosa at one time, people just kept, like in NFL circles, like Joey Bosa's stat line through the half and then through three quarters. He had like seven TFLs, three sacks. I mean, he's one of the best pass rushers in the league. They have all these good players, and they stink. It's one of those, and that means they're going to get a really high pick. I, I just don't know if you can come with a coach. If you said, who would be their best option? Because all these assistants, the Arthur Smiths and Bienemies, and I just, how I don't know how you land on a guy better than Urban Meyer. And then when you factor in that he's already in L.A. because he works for Fox, I just, I, I would make a run. Now, I don't know, that doesn't mean he would take it, but it would have to at least interest him. Well, And you texted me earlier, like, they, would they be a bigger deal immediately with Herbert and him than McVay and the Rams? And even if you want to argue they don't have that much fans, and I've always argued, like, I think the Chargers actually, at least in San Diego, have more fans than the Rams have in L.A. I'm talking true fans. Like, if you just met a guy in San Diego that was like 45 years old, he could tell you about all the sweet moments in the 90s and the 2000s about just, those Charger teams. He might hate him now, but he was a Charger fan. They I had just a group. feel like I've talked to all these Chargers fans who have like this tortured, like, oh, this happens, doesn't it? But at least they, I, like, I've met those people. Someone can yeah. tweet at us, maybe just because we live in California, maybe all their fans are in St. Louis. Um, now, they do have something really good going, so they can build it. It takes time to build it. They have, like, it's clear what their brand is, right? McVay's a superstar. Like, they've got, but if they're not, you know, if they're not a team that makes a deep playoff run this year, the Chargers can take some market share with Urban. But I don't even think it's about that. Like, this is clearly an organization that just needs on the field some direction. Clearly, in terms of uh, selecting talent, they got a pretty good idea what they're doing, right? Yeah. I, the, his biggest downfall, though, as an owner of the team, is his inability to spend money. And or I guess his inability to want to spend money. They have money. 
Just like every Mark, he has way more money than Mark Davis, and Mark Davis gave a hundred million dollars to, you know, John Gruden. Not all at once. I mean, you you get so much money in your media deal that it pays for your coaches too. It, it, it's just how much profit do you want at the end of the day? That's assuming you don't make any money from your stadium, which he wouldn't make the same money Kroenke makes, but he's still making, he's still getting cash on game day. And clearly with, with Herbert and like, they have stuff to market. You give urban Meyer the operation. Like, is he willing to fire Tom Telesco? Cause I would imagine urban Meyer is going to want his own guy slash. He's the guy, right? He's yeah. I mean, one thing with urban Meyer, he's been, a, he's essentially been the GM for 20 years of his own team. I, right? I, I think that's, I think you're probably right. I do think there might be a world where if you're Tom Telesco and you spearhead, you give this, him help. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, look, Urban, I, you, it's ended for you in the last couple of places for a variety of reasons, but your health has been a factor here, right? So let's make sure that we are doing everything we can for you. I'm part of the solution for you. I want you here. I'm not telling you what plays to run. Do anything. I'm just. But I do think I have a good players, track record of scouting. Yeah, player selection. Right. I think if you're Tom Telesco. You're thinking big picture. Here's what I would think if I were Tom Telesco. Yes, Urban, it'll be, I may not get, I'm going to have to give a little when it comes to player selection, but Urban's probably not going to be the coach here for the next 10 years. He might not be the next coach. You know what I mean? Like, he might not be five. Might be three years. Even, yeah. even though Sneaky, he made it six years in Florida and seven in Ohio State. So it's not like he's been, you know, the health issue has popped up. That's got to be a real concern for him. So, man, let's make this easy for you. But I think the other thing that would make Urban really attractive is that when he leaves a place, that place is better than when he took it over. It's not Urban leaves and then it's in shambles because he was doing it away. He doesn't hand it off to anybody. Remember, we could debate it, but we're McIlwain guys. They won 12 games the year after Urban left. Utah clearly was, I mean, he set the whole thing up, handed it over to Kyle Whittingham. Ohio State, clearly, Ryan Day was ready to roll. And he could have given it to Luke Fickle. He had two guys he could have handed the program off to, right? Because yeah. when he when he left initially, Luke Fickle took over for him or when he missed a game or two. So yeah. I think you're looking, even if you get, even if you get only two or three years of him, he has proven he can set your organization up. He might be, he might coach your next coach who takes over for you. So I think you're on to something. Well, because he clearly hires really good assistants, right? Like you said, Luke Fickle. Remember, he like kept him from the previous staff. He brought in Ryan Day, Dan Mullen. Like when you see Dan Mullen kicking ass at Florida, why do you think he's kicking ass at Florida? That guy started with him at Utah. Like, look at the assistants he hires, especially offensively. Yeah, that's right. I mean, offensively, his assistants are Ryan Day and Dan Mullen, who I think both Ryan Day is clearly exceeded expectation, right? Dan Mullen took over from McIlwain, but, but Dan was with him at Florida with Tebow and at Utah. Like he's, I'm just saying, he he found Dan Mullen. Like whenever he linked up with Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen wasn't like, damn, he's Dan Mullen, right? I wonder too. A Florida fan could probably tell us this. I wonder if he had something to do with Dan Mullen getting the Florida job, even though Dan was clearly I'm a, sure. a highly. Because remember, Colorado State basically made Urban Meyer their search firm. He hired Steve Adazio. He he hired Steve Adazio for Colorado State this year. Because that was his old offensive line year. coach at Florida. Yeah, but they ba- Colorado State basically made Urban their search firm. So anyway, I, my point is, let's give him some credit on Dan Mullen, which was your point. The, so the, credit to you on that point. Okay, even if he just he doesn't need one of these Matt Rule like eight year contracts. Let's just say I need a four or five year deal. Let's say he's like, I just need a four year deal. Like I'm old. We'll just take it kind of year by year. 
it's still probably four years, twelve million dollars a year. Because he could right? get he I mean, could get ten coaching college football right now. And I think if he if he just said like I'm on the market, NFL teams, he other team, what would they be offering him? Now this job's better, but like what would just all these the openings? Wouldn't you think the Jets would offer him sixty million dollars? Like it, yeah. it's gonna be expensive. It's not. You know, just he'll coach you for $7 million. Like, it's, it's going to be expensive, even if he was open to the idea. Yeah, but but I think part of this... Now, if if he just wants to be a coach and lets it be known that he wants to be a coach, that's one thing. I think part of this is, if you're the Chargers, let's take advantage of the fact that he's here every weekend and sell him on, we can do this in a way, let's maintain your health. This job is one, This is you're not in the New York market, you're in the LA market. We can hopefully lower your stress levels. Let, let's pay some assistance to get in here so it's not all you grinding every night. There's no recruiting. I am willing to take your input on player personnel, but I'm help, I, I think like, it, I think it can't I think it can hurt that one of the I mean the pillar of their defense is his guy that's on a long-term deal. You know, he gets a Joey's Joey, there. Yeah. I mean, he's not I think that stuff sometimes gets overhyped up in in pro stuff, but it can't hurt. And like, Justin clearly, clearly the plays buses. the way that Urban would like. Yeah. Herbert. Because this is all about I, him. That's what this is really... This is about well, getting this, Justin Herbert you, set up. This, this job is dramatically better than... Because even the Jets job, if you go, well, we got Trevor Lawrence coming, that team's fucking terrible. They're 0-16. So you're using the number one pick on a quarterback. The rest of your team still stinks. Like, that's the thing with the Chargers. He goes, well, wait, we got the fourth overall pick. We already got the quarterback. We already got the star pass rusher. We already got the wide receiver. We Urban, I mean, next year, if it's it's not crazy to think they could win 10 games next year, right? And that can't be said for any of the, the Lions, the Jets, the even the Texans, the Atlanta. Like, it's just not happening. And it's kind of the one thing you see with Atlanta, like Raheem Morris just might end up getting that job. Seems like they like him. Yeah. What is he now? It's not is out of realm five possibility. Five and three now or something like that? Four yeah, and I mean, he's, he's five I think he's two. four and two or something, yeah. four and one. Yeah, he's winning. And clearly, like his team, you watch them, like they're prepared. I, if I had an educated guess, he's got a pretty good chance of that to get that job. Don't you think? Just Definitely how just bad they were to what they look like yep, now? And thinking about just the way Arthur Blank, he seems like he prefers to keep his own people around, right? Did it with Dan Quinn. Did it with Dimitrov for a long time. He has been a head coach before and failed. So he's like, listen, I know what to work on now. I I like the vibe of him. God, I, I just like I, I was like, ah, there. I wouldn't want to play them right now. It, it was weird. Is I kind of I don't mind playing the Chargers, which is crazy because they have all this talent. It's bizarre. I I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like the Chargers because their talent is immense. I mean, guy Bosa had a stretch day where he had like six tackles for loss and three sacks. <laughs> You got Herbert. It just Eckler's making plays, and they're losing pretty easy. Like they're down by ten. It's like what is going on? Well, they were playing a good team, right? That happens when they play the Dolphins. It's hard for them to finish them off. I think if you're going to be a head coach and fail, you want to fail where everyone just goes, "Listen, he failed. His team sucked." I think it's hard to get a second job when you go, "God, you failed with the Chargers." (laughs) You know? Yeah, with Justin Herbert, with Keenan Allen, and not like oh seven to nine. The expectations were high, though. It's like they're awful. Yeah, there were no experts. Like you just, no one's even paying attention to you really until you're really bad. And like you've been saying from the beginning, you didn't even th- this guy. You didn't want to play. Now you probably, if you're winning games, no one even brings that up. It doesn't matter because he is your quarterback now, and you're not winning with him. It's wild. Not not winning with him. He, I mean, he he only threw one touchdown today, but still, no, I mean, he, 
He threw for 316 yards. Well, he can't do everything himself, John. Every week? No, he can't. I mean, he has helped. Well, if you, well, if you just look at his stats, team. he completed double the amount, basically, of Josh Allen. Josh Allen threw for 157 yards. I know. Josh yards, Allen so. had a Kyler Murray line that I... I just I say that only because that's what basically what Kyler did today. Kyler had 170, I think. Made some sweet I plays, just, though. Just saw in the background, Mitch Trubisky fumbled. They picked it up and ran it the other way. Mitch Trubisky's terrible. <laughs> MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. People have been tweeting at us. Somebody tried to use ham. Mistake. Ham and the number one. That is the promo code. Uh, they will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to a thousand bucks. Don't forget, if you accept the bonus, you do have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw your winnings. Uh, so you can also decline the bonus, but either way, use the promo code and, um, you know, we get credit. We appreciate that. Yep. Do it right now. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. A lot of people, I, I think in more and more, they're seeing. All these lines and people gambling. I get a lot of DMs. Where do you gamble? It's pretty simple. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Football, you can bet on first half lines. You can bet on regular lines. You can bet on, you know, who's going to win the Super Bowl. You can bet on who's going to win the college football playoffs. They have a lot of futures for in football, which it's always updating. If you like who's going to win the division, uh, keep, keep that locked and loaded. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Get on. I can't recommend it enough. Love those guys. Uh, right now, John, you can get the Steelers minus 10. You can get, uh, if you're listening to this before Monday Night Football, the Eagles plus six and a half and a plus 240 to win at home against uh, the Seattle Fighting Seahawks. Um, let me see. We don't have week 13 lines yet on the uh, NFL. But, uh, oh, college basketball, if you're into if you're into that noise, uh, which I am. <laughs> yeah, I am too. See Gonzaga? I like them to win. How about ball. Gonzaga has like a legit freshman superstar, like a Mary or something? I was wa- now I was watching uh, the highlights. And they're like, oh, they got this five star. He's gonna be a top five pick. He's doing alley oops and dunking on guys. And then I saw Bill Self interviewed the next day by Bill Rafferty. He's like, yeah, uh, never seen anything quite like Gonzaga. They're the best team in the country. <laughs> I mean, he said that the next day after they kicked his ass. Jalen Suggs, John. I was texting with a buddy of mine who's like big and deep into college hoops. And I said, "Is it because I didn't really know anything about him?" And I asked, "Is this guy like American? Is he a freshman? What's his deal?" He's like, "Yeah, he was Mister Basketball and Mister Football in the state of Minnesota, the highest ranked recruit in school history, eleventh overall player in the country." Yeah, I mean, if, if they're getting those type guys, they're going to go to Final Fours. Now, do, if the Final Four happens, is, yeah. Do you remember? I guess he played at the same high school as as next year's number one overall player. Now, some of you will remember a few weeks ago when we played uh, news anchor or uh, cable news anchor or high school quarterback uh, prospect, the number one player in the country next year, basketball. This is a basketball player. His name is Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren. I don't know if Mike's there's any, grandson. No idea. Seven footer. Apparently, just I don't know. His dad's name is Dave, and he played at Minnesota. So it doesn't say anywhere in his wiki that he's related. But uh, probably not. Yeah, Chet Holmgren is the number one player in twenty twenty one. Where's he? Where's he committed to? I don't know. If that, yeah, I don't know. Good question. Yeah, G League maybe. I don't know. By the way, speaking of mybookie.ag, Ham One, you texted me before the big Roy Jones. No, no, before the Nate Robinson. Uh, honest Jake or Logan Paul J- Jake 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 Paul and you you purchased the fight I didn't legal stream uh th- she I, I was at her house I just pressed buy oh okay so I, I but I mean you know it. it was purchased the fight was purchased you 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 helped put money in their pocket 
Um, I didn't. I'd forgotten it was happening. I saw on Twitter. I'm like, you know, there's nothing else to watch. All the college football games, and I just jumped on. Well, it. I saw you tweet it, so that's when I jumped on it. And uh, one thing, it just takes forever to get to the fight. Oh, but yeah. when I saw who the undercard was, I just Googled uh, Logan or Jake. Jake. Jake Paul. And I saw the Google image search, and I was like, oh my god, like this guy does not look like uh, you know YouTubers doing this show. So no. I was like, holy hell. And then well, you, I think his stats, he's like 6'1", 210, he's in good no, shape. No, I think he's taller I mean, 6'1". When they showed the tail of the tape, he's like 23. I thought he, was he? I thought I thought the tail of the tape, he was 6'1", Nate was 5'9", oh, if okay. I remember right. that correctly. Okay. But he, he, and he looked just way bigger than Nate, obviously, when you're, when you got a guy by five And he's inches. got, anytime you've got the, the spinal tap tattoo. Yeah. Um, and then you texted me and said that you'd heard that Jake was ready to I have I have a buddy. Yes, yeah, guy I went to college with Jason Newbauer, who's like in the YouTube. He's just in the scene, kind of. He just—I I don't even know quite what he does, but he knows people. And he DM'd me the other day on Instagram, and he's like, "Bro, I know the Pauls." And again, when he says that, I, I one million percent believe him. I'm like, he's not lying. He's like, the lock of the 2020, Jake is gonna kick the shit out of Nate. And it, it wasn't something I was locked in on. I knew they were fighting. I honestly didn't even know they were part of the Tyson undercard. It made it way cooler once I had bought it. When I originally bought the fight, I pressed play. Like, the fight was going. Wiz Khalifa was on the screen smoking weed and rapping, like, four songs. And just weed everywhere. And I was like, what am I ordering? And then eventually I realized that fight was coming, so I checked the odds. He was a huge favorite, though. It was, like, minus 225. If it had been like even odds, I would have put a couple hundred dollars in on it because he was adamant. I'm telling you, he's going to kick the shit out of him. And then the moment you see them in the ring together, you're like, well, this might not be that crazy because I just think Jake and Logan Paul, is it, I'm pretty sure Logan Paul, someone's like, how do you get, I was watching with a couple people there, like, how do you get famous? I'm like, pretty sure he's like the best Fortnite player in America. I thought that's how he got famous on YouTube. Again, could be wrong. That might be Ninja. I don't know. But <laughs> once the first round happened, it was clear. It's like Nate's in trouble. I mean, he's throwing haymakers. He's knocking Nate to the ground, and then by you know whatever round two or whatever, he just knocked. Him. I mean, he beat the shit out of him. He destroyed. After him. he yeah, after he had already gotten up, like he would have been in the in the foot if it was football, he would have been the ref would have pulled him out of the game when he got up holding his head. I wasn't paying attention. I guess Jake called out Conor McGregor after the fight. And I saw Portnoy was like, everyone can talk shit all you want, but I'd be shocked if that fight doesn't happen. One thing's clear with this guy. He's got a huge following. Because I immediately text you, again, I don't know anything about these guys. I'm like, this guy's got 20 million YouTube subscribers. Like, this which guy means, is a which, big deal in the YouTube yeah, community. Which means, He's making millions of dollars. Which means what? Conor McGregor would get a lot of money to, to fight this fight. Uh, yeah, and I, I watched him fight. I don't think he beat Conor McGregor. But I don't... It, also, like, if you told me he fought Tyson, I just think you could put this guy against a super famous guy, and I think you'd get a lot of people buying it, don't you? Yes. Especially after watching that. Like, he's not some just random, you know, YouTuber. Like, he's a legitimate human. He's an athlete. But he's clearly a good athlete. My, my right? pushback, because I, I said this, and I, I think a lot of people, it depends where you stand. I think it was an ugly night for the NBA in the sense of one of the best athletes in the league for about a 10-year period. This guy could have played in the NFL, let alone he was a slam dunk contest, uh, contest champion. Now he is small, right? He's not like a six three NBA player. He's five nine, which it's really the incredible. Reach mat- I mean, it matters so much. The, the, reach the size matters. differential was so huge, but still, like the NBA, tough. And, like, he and got, he's like fifteen years older. That's the other thing, right? 
He's way older. Yeah, I mean, he's old. He's basically already. But he's none like of that matters. Like, quote unquote, bad look just means, hey, man, yeah, you just got your ass beat, right? Well, he had been talking a lot of shit, and a lot of some NBA players like, can't wait to watch Nate kick his ass. Can't wait to watch Nate kick his ass. Because yeah. I think he knows all these guys. And most, They're if you said who's him. gonna win before I got that text, I'd be like, Nate Robinson's gonna beat this YouTube guy up. Well, That's what I assumed yeah. before I ever got the text. It will. I mean, guy, it looked like Mike Tyson fighting back in like the '80s. Beat the shit. I out can of only him. imagine how many famous NBA players had texted Nate that day like here we go we're lot like a photo like everyone's ready we're we're all hanging out we're ready for you guy I, I would imagine a decent amount of NBA guys put some cash on the fight because he was a you could get him at like almost you know double your money you know those guys like to gamble I would it would now they're not gonna be able to say this because it's probably not legal in the league don't you think some guys play some pretty hefty wagers Lost on Nate Robinson yeah. he has a lot of rich friends There's definitely guy. a few I guys that bet against him like I, man I played against Nate <laughs> you kidding me? I pushed him around. There were definitely some of his friends and former teammates that had some cash on him. Though. 100%. Got, like, that are pissed off. And when I say cash on him, would it shock you if a guy, some of these guys had like 20 grand on him? Because they're like, wait, I can get two to one? More. I mean, they're bored. Yeah. Nothing going on. <laughs> yeah. I guess there was the golf event the other day, though. Oh, so then Roy and Mike Tyson fight. You said you enjoyed it. I specifically, I had it on as I was watching uh, a movie on that. Uh, Apple Plus on the rocks with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones. And I every time I looked at the screen, they just looked like they were hugging each other. But you said it was a good fight. I I, di- I intentionally didn't look up who won so I could tell you that I didn't know who won. And then you told me it was a draw. I didn't know till I woke up because I turned it off right when the fight ended, assuming Mike Tyson won. I think it was good in an entertainment standpoint when you factor in your watch 250-year-old guys fight that Mike Tyson still, every time he threw a punch, it did look pretty violent. Now again, it was old guys. They but look they're real old. boxers. I mean, they're two. I mean, Roy Jones. I remember growing up. Roy Jones was like one of the best, just pound for pound boxers ever. And Mike, I, I mean, beside Muhammad Ali, probably one of the most famous boxers ever. Right? Yeah. I mean, she's on the short list. One of the most of famous. I, to me, one of the most famous athletes of all time. Yeah, and he just. I guess Mike said today that he was high as hell the whole fight. <laughs> but I, after I, it was Jim Gray or whoever was doing it was like, uh, you know, Roy, we were all, I saw this one viral. He's like, we were all, you know, worried about you. If Mike caught you, you know, he's got that crazy. And Mike grabs the mic. He's like, why is no one worried about me? He's like, I haven't fought in two decades. And it just, you just, it's cool to see Mike, you know, just because Roy had been fighting in China for, in his, in his older age. Like he, mm. he's a fighter. It's what he does. Mike, I think just started training for this fight, right? And now, He's got a how is Mike Tyson not going to fight again? How much did he make? Spe- I don't know. Well, I think they both made like one six. I mean, so. But but if they got it, whatever the number, the threshold is of pay-per-views, if you could get another undercard of just like Tyson versus Conor McGregor, Jake Paul, versus, like you get some, you could kind of do the match version of fighting and it works because I'm watching the match on Saturday. I was like, my brother was like, "You want to go play golf?" He's like, "Yeah, let's uh, let's go play it like two though. I want to watch like like five or six holes of the match." Mm-hmm. And then you start watching. You're like, it is pretty entertaining when you just get really famous people doing shit, even if they're not good at it in golf. Let alone really famous boxers, even if they're old. It, it again, it's just Twitter. It did feel like a lot of people were watching. How'd Steph? I saw one sand shot from Steph with got got it really close to the hole. Yeah, I think here was the problem. Phil Mickelson, they, they did it so the handicaps are basically washed. Phil's a plus five. And as no laying up guys tweeted, I was playing with Tyler Raber, who's a college golf coach, and he played in the U.S. Open, was like, 
under no circumstances on his worst day, especially in that setting, feels like a plus eight. So Steph is a plus one, Phil's a plus five. That, that's that's not, crazy. No. No. That's insane. Yeah. Even if Steph is truly a plus one, Phil should have had to play at like a plus 10. The other problem is, and this is where I think Phil knew they were fucked, Barkley didn't have the hitch. And he could just pull out a five iron and hit it down the Barkley fairway. look good. They had no chance if, if they're just going to take Barkley's drive and then Phil is like a, a eight iron in his hand. Yeah. Like they kicked their right. Peyton Manning's not very good at golf. So Peyton Manning plays his funny though. hook. Yeah, but honestly, I think part of the deal, like he wasn't that funny because... He thought he was bad. Remember how Tom Brady yeah, was the yeah, first yeah. time? And it just, I think, takes him out of his oh, element. Okay. And then Steph's really shitty. I just went through so the So basically, Twitter. Charles and Phil carried the broadcast. I just went through the Twitter hashtag. I just found the hashtag after the fact and just watched. I just went videos and just watched every video. Andre Godala asking Steph how many zebras had to die for him to look that fly seemed like it was one of the highlights. There was a... They bring Ernie... Charles oh, yes. or the, and Shaq and Kenny and, and they get up and Phil had left at like 10 feet and, sh- <laughs> and Phil the whole time was going like Jedi mind tricks like Charles take a deep breath don't worry about the cameras don't worry about the money just focus on what I've been telling you and he'd do like a coach like what have I been telling you Charles like alignment and swing hard like he'd, he'd repeat what Phil had been telling him there was a putt and Shaq's on it he's like he's like Chuck he's like what He's like, how are you going to read greens when you can't read words? <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God. And then he's walking away. And Charles looked pretty big. I mean, Charles dramatically. And Chuck and, and Chuck goes, hey, Chuck. He goes, what? He goes, I see you've been working out in the off season. <laughs> I mean, Shaq added a huge element of just completely fucking with everyone for like 10 minutes. So good. It, it was funny. So good. It's hard though because it goes like zero to sixty. Like Shaq's there, doesn't give a shit in his kitchen. Then they go to like Russell Wilson, who's like trying to be corporate. It's just kind of stupid. Russell was like, on the last Chuck. one too, right? Yeah, because Wheels Up yeah, is a big yeah, sponsor yeah. of the podcast. So Phil, Phil was. Re- I mean, one thing you see with Phil and, and Chuck is they are truly two of the unique personalities in sports history. Like they they can just carry a broadcast because they never shut up ever. I mean, ever shut up. Phil is, I think Phil is Charles Barkley at golf, but he's just more accomplished in his individual sports than Charles, even though Charles really, but you know, like a major winner. Phil never shuts up, guy. I mean, it's just borderline outrageous at times. Phil gave them a putt on one hole. I saw the chip. Yeah, he's like, just pick it up. But isn't that <laughs> what he did? Did he do that to Tiger or did Tiger do that for him when they were doing that late night? Remember they played that match that was tied. It's in the dark. They got the chipping contest, but Phil didn't want it to end. However, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he like it might it might have been Tiger doing it to him. Yeah. Uh, what else? The Broncos no QB. I just have one quick thought on this, which is I've said it from the beginning. It doesn't matter how the games look; it just matters that they get played. And to you, you said it. The the it's kind of the Broncos' fault. I got no sympathy for them. It sucks. It's not quote unquote fair. It's part of the deal this year. Kind of got lucky that Taysom Hill was the other team's quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know much about the situation beside when Schefter tweets out they got to play without the quarterback. To me, once the head coach comes out and blames them, and and I know you told me before the uh, before the pod, and I Googled it right before we went on, like Drew Locke had a statement. Like, he just, they're, they're acknowledging that they fucked up. Like, the protocols are the protocol, especially this time of year. It just, you know, it just is what it is. Now, it sucks. Uh, 
pretty cool story for this guy to play in theory. And then when the game starts, he has no shot. Yeah, but like he has no shot. But to me, this is sports. It's like you're just going to see something you never thought you'd see. I got no problem not over manipulating it to prevent that from happening. I saw somebody tweet like, I hope this guy doesn't become like a joke or something. Like, no, he's not. He's, this was awesome. Like, I'm. he probably had so much fun, even though he was one and nine. I was happy that he got the one. Uh, guy, he got a ga- he got a game check. He's a practice squatter. They got much more money he like, made. I mean, a game check for a minimum guy is it's the difference between ten thousand dollars and like fifty thousand. I mean, it's incredible. Least scrutinized quarterback in the history of the sport. No one's ever no quarterback. Did you see the Broncos tweet? Like the, yes. we're so proud of this guy. That's awesome. They I I flipped on because I follow the Broncos on Twitter. His press conference. They're asking him questions like, "When did you find out?" He's like, "I don't know." Saturday breakfast. You know when? When? Uh, how many plays did you put in the last night? He's like, basically thirty. You know, I mean, he's a wide receiver on the practice squad, has to be the starting quarterback against, I don't know, one of the best teams in the league. And he wasn't even a college. It's not like he converted at the end of his college career. He converted after his freshman year. At Wake. So. So it's just, I, I, I'm with you. I, who's making fun of him? I, if anything, it was like, I think guys, that's a tough fucking position to be in. I, I, I agree with what you tweeted, what you I said. I watched a couple of his passes, not a great arm. No, but he threw the ball sideline to Noah Fant, took him a little out of bounds. It was a good looking throw. I just yeah. to I me I throw, was I thought I'd throw a go route, but it's, it's tough. It's tough. Every time he had every time he was on offense, I was just kind of interested to see. Now me too. it's easier easier red zone watch than if you were locked in for three and a half hours or something like that. But, I think if you're Fangio, you were four and six coming into the game. You're playing Taysom Hill. I think you go, Drew, you fucked us. Yeah. Because if you just the game was actually kind of close for a large percentage of it. I would imagine if you I didn't I just watched it on the red zone and stuff. If you watch the ebb and flow of the game, I bet if they're thinking if we just had a normal offense, we might win this game. Now, how do the Saints? I mean, does you let your guard down a little bit the moment you see they don't have quarterbacks? (laughs) What do you think if you're a receiver in that game going into the game? Like, it I, I would say of all the Corona tweets this year, that's the craziest in terms of the league. Like the Niners to me getting booted. That's crazy, but this one, the league says you got to play. No, just just yeah. reading it like they're playing the game with no quarterbacks. It's not right. possible, you know. It's well, like in college, you they could, wouldn't have had you to could, play. You could play around. You could play around a golf without a putter because you could putt with a sandwich. You could you could play a game without starting pitchers. I guess you could throw position players in there, but it would be a little similar, right? College would not have played. They would have been like, we don't have enough scholarship quarterbacks. We don't have to play. They wouldn't have played because it's up to the team, right? Yeah, this was not up to NFL's like Broncos have said, no, we're going to play. We're all going to make our money and you guys are going to move on. I think the NFL I saw originally the Broncos could have made a big deal about if you push this back till Monday, he would have been eligible to play and they didn't even do it because I just if they were seven and oh, a different story. If they were the Ravens, I got no problem treating the Ravens and the Broncos differently this year. I agree. Pretty big. Because I saw a lot of people saying there were some Tim Tebow vibes out there for the other team today. Like it's not like the Taysom Hill. No, one hundred. Again, they get to beat you. the Broncos, and then they get to play Atlanta again. Like he's probably going to be three and zero in his starts, and I don't think it's going to be like like when they were winning games with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. You're watching, you go, yeah, they, this is going to work. I think with this, they cannot win. No chance they can win the NFC if Drew, let's say Drew Brees cannot come back this year. They can't win a playoff. They're game, they're they're losing in the playoffs. They can't win a playoff game, I don't think, with Taysom Well, Hill's could they beat, like, Arizona if they're the 2-7 or something? Like, if he started on short notice, not if he rolls out to the playoffs with six games of film, I don't think. I would probably tend to agree with you. It's going to be very, very difficult. They still do have really good players, though. Like, you can scheme stuff to Kamara. To yeah, Michael they have Thomas, a really good coach. Yeah, I, 
that's where I I would I would push back. They could win a playoff game given them being home. They have no shot to win the NFC. And that includes if they get, assuming we get one through seven and that one seed gets the bye and they are the bye team. Like I don't think they could win two games. You just you can't do that with that. No. Yeah, but do you think he thinks that deep down? I uh, how I mean, may, yeah, I think he thinks it, but because he thinks he can scheme it, not because he thinks I. If he thinks Taysom Hill's a quarterback, I just I, I I I never did, never have, never will. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. So on that. What note. can you uh, you know another national television game hmm. for Guy Haberman at Allegiant Stadium? That's right. Uh, any pictures of Haberman Middlecoff around there? Do you notice anything? <laughs> anything Anyone say behind? hi? They recognize. Didn't can we, you give us a little just tour didn't of the place? See anybody? I walked. Uh, I, I walked into the stadium. You wa- I walked by the outside Raiders field. Which, you know what was weird about it? You know how the Raiders field gets rolled out, the grass? Yeah. You told me that. I didn't know that. All the grass was up. It was just it was dirt. They were watering the dirt. So I don't know if they take the sod and move it somewhere else. Maybe it was kind of cold out. I don't know exactly. Like, I thought I would walk up to the stadium and I'd see the Raiders field. I saw the tray and I saw the out of bounds grass with paint on it was there, but the actual field, like the 50 yard line and all that, it was dirt. So they must replace the sod when the Raiders are, I don't know, they must be replacing the sod. Walked down underneath, got in the elevator, went up to the 200 level. That's where the broadcast booth is. And then, I mean, it's gorgeous. Like it really is nice. The stadium from the outside is beautiful. I know you you you've seen it from the outside, right? Yeah, I've driven by. Well, it, yeah, I, um, I guess you can see in from Hacienda Boulevard. I think you can see that that, that that little that little area where the torch is a little bit of a King's Golden One vibe. Definitely, like a much bigger area. version of it. But yeah, yeah, it's I, where you kind of if you were just standing up there, you kind of see the whole thing. It's pretty cool. I thought yes, I thought what was really cool about it is that is that on the second level, that part, or is that another level up? Sorry, which part? Where the where the torch is? The torch is just on. It's just like imagine if you've been at Levi's and you're just walking the. It's like on the main concourse level. If you've, it's on the oh, level like. If, so it wouldn't even be the Bud Light area. That no, no, no. It's that. the torch is on the same level where the windows. Where open the lower bowl, you get right to the lower bowl from there. Yeah, that's what I think. Now, it's sometimes I don't know if there's. I didn't walk all the way down there, so I don't know if there's like glass separators, whatever. But I thought just looking at it, one thing that was really cool. It looked to me like. Um, kind of like it, it's big as it is, it does feel like you the seats don't feel you that far away. Like it feels like it's all pretty tight and closed. It's not really far back. You know what I mean? Like some stadiums, the seats are like pushed really far back. This one felt more yes. vertical. Where I bet it feels like you're. I bet for basketball when they have like a Final Four there, it, it will feel pretty cool like it'll feel like you're on top of the game definitely for football it feels like the field is big one thing you don't have is like a huge video board hanging down in the middle but honestly you don't even miss it i didn't at least Uh, they have a they have a big board in there to watch unless they might and maybe i couldn't see it from where i was that's possible that i never didn't look up for it but um they don't have a jerry jones level board. i don't think but now i'm thinking like how do they not have a big board maybe i'm crazy and i just didn't look up until i because where i was in the booth 200 level there's like an overhang that goes over it. So I couldn't see like the ceiling at like midfield. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now I'm uh, the Jerry one. You can't miss though. I, I don't think that they have that level one. Yeah. I must be. I'm, yeah. I, I think they just have them like in the kind of the corners as, as I remember. Yeah, that's right. I could see because it's, it's a window at the top. So I could see there's not a big video board hanging yeah. there. Um, 
I used to have me thinking, like, how do they not have a big thing? I, did I miss it? They don't have one on the sides? Like no, they have on the view? sides. Yeah, they have them on the sides. Yeah. But my point is just you don't really miss. Like, I, I the Jerry one is cool, but I didn't feel like the SoFi one looks awesome. I didn't feel like I missed it, though, not having a big one hanging over the field. I, I thought it was fine. I don't think you need that necessarily. It's kind of cool to have the open glass at the top. Yeah. Um, so I, so Mark, Mark Davis, good job by Mark Davis. It looks good. Like all the little things kind of match the architecture throughout the outside. Yeah, when Mark gets to go to his first game there, I think, I think he'll enjoy Sound system is the base hits, a couple 24s in the trunk. Was that place empty? It was. Was there any, yeah. anyone in the game? No. Yeah. Nobody there. But I thought it was – I really liked it on the inside. It did – same way I felt when I went to Golden One. I was like, this is just cool. Like, I like it. Yeah, it just works. Yeah. Kind of unique. Yeah, just... But when you're inside, you know, I mean, I guess the outside, even my taxi driver was like, it kind of looks like a Roomba, which was the joke everyone was making about Carson, which is the same architect that originally did the Carson design. Remember, Mark liked it and just kept them? Yeah. But I thought it was... I, I bet it's pretty fun to watch a football game in there. I bet the sound... It's hard to know. It'll rock ceiling, the places. Yeah, I bet it, it ends up yeah. being a really sweet football environment. So, it assuming was, they're not getting blown out by the Falcons, assuming they're not getting blown out by the Falcons, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they have. You know, in like Levi's, he kind of Jimmy rigged it at Levi's because he put all the sweets kind of on one side and then he wrapped it around, so he didn't have to have layers of sweets because he kind of doubled down on the one side. Does he have layers of sweets surrounding it, like at like Staples, like on every row? How did he do that? You're, How do they get all the suites in there? Oh, it's a good question. Because you know what? Levi's yeah. is all up against the side. Like, does he just have multiple suites? I feel like it was one level. As Row of suites. Yeah, I didn't yeah. look up and think about that, but I feel like it's one, kind of one level. And it's you, pretty you can get a lot, though, if you go all the way around. You know, you get however many, 100, you know, maybe not 100, but like 50. Right, right. right. You get a shitload of suites. Yeah, if they're but every, I mean, there's the open end know, on one side, so there's no suites where the torch is. Yeah. Right. But I, I just, where we were, was the are there suite ground? Does he have suites at ground level like Jerry does? Yeah, they are. They do have some of those down there too. So I think Seattle has that too. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, you can like come you up can, to your own it's cool seat. From the, it's cool for an economic standpoint. You can just charge someone a shitload. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, even though you'd much rather have a suite at the second level than you ever would at the first level, you don't want to be low in football. No, you it's don't. One of those, like in basketball, you want to be by the court. In football, you want to be at the second Absolutely. level. Absolutely, we sat. You, you and I sat. Remember, high at Levi's and thought it was a great seat. I yeah. think. I think. Um, the broad, the TV broadcast booth is on because when I walk, you just see every, like the name on all the suites, right? And you see all the all the big names, whatever. Somebody told me MGM has like a private entrance to the stadium. Is what I heard when I was there. I could see that. Like for I their own, like, finance it. Yeah, for their own. High level clientele, Adelson. Yeah, definitely has. I didn't see his name on a suite, but now remember he was pissed off because the NFL kicked him out of the deal. I, if I were him walking around that place, I'd be like, I'd be pissed. I but would too. Anyway, all right. On that note, adios. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.